I trust that you are well and keeping well and doing well in these times, as we keep on saying. Um, they're unprecedented times, but yet God is an unprecedented God with unprecedented plans for us. So we really have got to tuck into him and, and be trusting him for more of what he has for us. I was thinking this weekend that I wonder what Jesus would preach if he was here. Would he, what would he say? How would he, what would he, what would he preach on? What would be the things that he would preach on? And I thought back to the times when Jesus himself was walking this earth. And I think what we kind of do is we think that these times are so different to the times that he preached in. And in his day, there was a Roman, there was Roman occupation. There were Pharisees, there were Sadducees, there was all sorts of religious sects. There were, there were all, all kinds of things happening that I would imagine are not that, that much different to what we're going through and the life that we live here in the, in the 21st century. But yet when he came, he preached about the kingdom of God. And I believe at this time, the thing that we've got to be preaching is the kingdom of God. The rule and reign of Jesus in this time, inaugurated on the cross, through the cross, into this time. And we've got to keep our eyes fixed on the king and his kingdom. And we will get through this. And so we've got, to, we've got to filter all that comes at us, all the media, all the social media that comes through us, all the messaging, messaging that comes through us, through this, this paradigm of the kingdom of God and let it filter out what's not meant to be there. Let, it keep in, let us keep in what's meant, meant to be in there and let us live out and talk through and be encouraged by what God is doing in his kingdom. I think of, of Matthew chapter 6. It says this in Matthew chapter 6, Don't worry about what we shall eat and what we shall wear and what we shall drink. He says, For pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And so I want to encourage us as we, as we continue to walk through these times that we seek first the kingdom of God. And allow God to add everything else to him. If we can keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the king, and his kingdom that he is building, that he is, that he is inaugurated through us and wants us to participate with him in, we will do well. And we will we'll get through this and thrive, not just survive through this moment. So I want to encourage you with that. So because of that, I just my sense is that we've got to just keep going through the book of Acts. We've got to just keep looking at the king and the kingdom, about what he's doing, and just keep methodically walking through the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a wonderful story and narrative of the king of kings through his church, through the Holy Spirit, doing his will on earth, and how that early church did what they did and how they did it. And so we've got to just keep moving through that, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, and keep our eyes and our hearts fixed in the kingdom and what God is wanting to do. So with that, let's look at Acts chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. And uh, let's, read, let's read that and get into something of what I feel like God is saying to us over this time. Acts chapter 5. The apostles form, performed many miraculous signs. This is verse 12. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. Amazing thing. The apostles are operating. The power of God is moving. They're doing, perform many signs, miraculous and, miracles and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. There was this big corporate togetherness. They were meeting in their homes. The three major meetings of the New Testament, friends, of the church are 
meeting in our homes because we grow in circles, not just in rows. Um, second meeting of the, of the New Testament church is prayer meetings. They used to pray together regularly, corporately, together in, 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 in big bunches of people, in gathering in homes. So the home to house to house, they used to meet in each other's homes. They used to meet together to pray together. And thirdly, they used to meet together to worship together. We see this is one of those times. They used to meet in Solomon's colonnade, this, the church, multitudes of people together. No one else, and this is what I want to get, get into verse, verse uh, 13. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's, shadows might, Peter's shadow might heal them as he passed them by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, breaking, bringing, sorry, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. So there's this wonderful picture in Acts chapter 5, verse 12 to 16. A little bit before that is the story about Ananias and Sapphira. And uh, what Ananias and Sapphira did is that they lied. They didn't need to, but they tried, they wanted to be respected, but without having to pay the price to be respected. They wanted to act as though they were generous. They wanted to, uh, maybe they wanted to, like Barnabas, be renamed Barnabas um, and because of the respect that people had for them. But they didn't want to give what they said they had given or they, they, their hearts had given. So they, they, this, this has just happened. There's, there's a power of God is flowing. Ananias and Sapphira are, have just died. And in the purity of the fellowship, um, Literally, their, their, their hypocrisy and their, their lying to, 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 into the community just couldn't be withstanded, couldn't be withstood, and actually they died. And so this is, this is the context in which we read verse 12. And it says there that no one dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. So it says this. So you can imagine now in the context of Ananias and Sapphira, people are like, hey, hang on, I'm not, uh, I'm not rushing in to join you guys. If we do something wrong, we're going to die. And so there was a little, there was a, there was a huge respect for the Christian community of that time. And the seriousness of, mean, of what it means to follow Jesus was, was very high in their hearts and in their minds. But in the, in the midst of that, nevertheless, it says more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. So more and more people were, were added to God, were believing in Jesus and more and more people were added to their number as a community. So in the midst of Ananias and Sapphira and uh, don't, nobody dared join them, God still added to their number believers that were being saved. And so you have this church that is completely not a seeker-sensitive church at all. In fact, people are like, Yo, I don't want to be part of those guys. But there was such a, an integrity of the people of God. There was such a, a respect um, it says there that they were, regard, they were highly regarded by the people. There was this high regard for the people. And so people didn't rush into believing and didn't rush into, into joining their number. But yet God added to them continually, regularly, those who were being saved. And uh, so I want to I look today at what it means. What's the difference between, I'm not, I don't want to dare join them, but, but what does it mean to be added? And I want to contrast those two words, to join or let God add you. Um, 
The word join in the New American Standard is, is, is translated to be associated with. Though no one dared associate themselves with them. And that word associate is literally to glue. So nobody dared glue themselves to these guys because actually they weren't sure uh, exactly what would happen. There was this incredible awe and fear of God amongst the people. Nobody treated that group of people like a fad, like a fan club. Nobody treated that kind of you. You didn't just go there because it was the in thing to do. You didn't just go to that church because that was the rocking church. You didn't go there to, to, at your convenience at all. This was, nobody dared do this. At, live, think about convenience in this group of people as the fear of God was so profoundly on them. Nobody thought of the church as a club, as some kind of Tupperware club or some kind of club that you kind of paid an entrance fee and got and enjoyed the, enjoyed the community. Nobody wanted to be on the periphery of this group of people. You kind of didn't make a half-hearted call. You kind of slip in and slip out of this group of people. It was, it was, this was not, they dared not do this. And so much of the church today, we live our lives in this place. So much of Christianity is thought of, it's like a club and we kind of be, can live on the, on the periphery and we kind of slip in and out. But if we were living in New Testament times, which we all long to be, Friends, in New Testament times, nobody dared do that. Nobody dared be associated with or glued to these kind of guys in a very superficial way. The Christian community, as I said, has had a reputation for integrity. And everybody knew this was a very serious thing to follow Jesus. And we start to see this in the book of Acts, that, which, was so, which is often so different to the church in the 21st century. Yet the Bible says the church kept on growing. People continually gave their lives to Jesus. God added to, the, to his purse, to, to relationship with added people to, in relationship to him. And God added. And it's amazing to see that God added them. It says, and the Lord added them. In, in Acts chapter 2, um, it says it twice. And the Lord added to their number daily. And the Lord added to their number 3,000 people. It's where, friends, when people give their life to God, it's because God adds them. If we want to, if we try to add people, and we try to pick the fruit before it's ripe, they never end up getting added to what God is wanting to do. We've got to learn to know when let God add people to us. And then when God adds them, they stay added. And which is what I want to get into. What does it look like to be a group of people where the Lord adds to their number? So what does it mean? What does it, what's the difference? Nobody there join them like a club and kind of take things very at my, at my convenience, no, 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 nobody did that. Nobody dared do that. But God added to them. I want to look at now what it means to be added to God and added to the church, added to the number, to be accounted as one of them. And that's what added means. It means to be counted. They, they were counted as one of them. You, you, you kind of, this, the, when the membership there was not a membership on a list of paper. It was membership in, sense, in the sense of an organ or a limb. It's kind of when God adds you to a community, you're not a name on a piece of paper. You're an organ performing a function. You're a limb that's, got, that's able to do things and, and, and get strengthened, but also strengthens others. This is what it means to be added. I'm just going to go through some things around what it means to be added. When you are added, you add to. When God adds you to a community, you add to the community. And I think that is so key for what God has got for us as we're in lockdown now and doing online. But friends, we're going to be out of lockdown in the next 
few months and we're going to be back into church and we've got to allow God to do something in our, our hearts that we, when he adds us to the family called Glenridge Church, actually we add to the family called Glenridge Church. We participate and we make a difference that when you're not there, people know you're not there because of the contribution that you're making. When you're added, you're not easily separated. It's not this, yeah, well, I just feel like God is saying the season is over and we're going to the church down the road or some, some and God, and, and whether that is God or not God, I don't know, but often it's a convenience thing. It's we're moving for our kids or we're moving for, to be closer to our home or, or something. But the, the reality is, friends, if God adds you to a community of people, actually you're not easily separated from those people. Because there's this covenantal understanding of what God is doing. And I'll get into a little bit like that now. But let's have a look at 1 Peter chapter 2, talking about being added. This is what it says in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, if I can get to the scripture here. It says this about living stones. It says, as you come to him, 1, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house, being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, so what Peter then describes is, is this, this the, it's like we're living stones as the body of Christ. We're living stones, not dead wood. We're living stones. And, it, and every stone has got a different shape. It's not like, a, like bricks that are rectangular and everybody's the same and you get straight lines. This is like a stone building where you've got to now carefully choose the shape of stone to go with the, shape, with the stone that's next to it. And so it gets added. And so there's this intricate process of adding stones into a community. And he says there, you add it so that you can be a holy priesthood and that you can offer spiritual sacrifices. So part of what God does when he adds us when we come to the Lord, he adds us to, to God, to the family of God, and, and he adds us to a local church. And in that local church, we to be a royal priesthood, we to be a priesthood. And in that local, a holy priesthood, it says in Peter, and we're to offer spiritual sacrifices. So, so everything in that place is you've got to find your place in that, in that wall of God that God is building, this wonderful building that God is doing. And when somebody looks at it, it's this beautiful mosaic of different shape and different size and different color, but everybody has their place playing their part as a priest and offering sacrifices to God. In that, there's a sacrifice, friends. We can't, we can't dumb down the fact that to be in community, it takes sacrifice. It takes giving of myself. It takes a sacrifice. And whether that's sacrifice to God or sacrifice we, we pay to be in community with people because and the reason why we're happy to do that because it's not about me it's about him what else does it mean to be added to be added to a community means they devoted themselves it says in Acts chapter 2 to be added means you devote yourself you don't get manipulated by others you don't get cajoled by others you devote yourself to what God is doing when Jesus gets hold of your heart friends we devote ourselves to and in Acts chapter 2, it was the apostles teaching, the breaking of bread, and, 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 um, and all those sorts of things, the fellowship. And so they devoted themselves to these things. It wasn't ever somebody saying, you've got to do this. If you're a Christian now, you've got to do this. Actually, their natural response was, man, it's on me. Actually, God's adding me. God's added me to this community of people. 
Another part, another thing that happens when we are added is we are committed. Committed. And what I, what I want to talk about that underneath, under that heading, is the idea, the difference between contract and covenant. You see, when we come to Jesus, we are in covenant with God and in covenant with his people by, just because of the relationship we have with Jesus. So we're in covenant with God through the, through, the, through the blood of Jesus. And because of that, we're in covenant with everybody that God's in covenant with, which means that I am in covenant with every single believer on the planet. And more specifically, I will live out that covenantal relationship in my local church. To be in covenant, to be in contract means this. And we say this when, when we do weddings all the time. To be in contract means if I do my part, then you must do your part. To be in covenant is actually I've died to myself and I live for you. That's the difference. Me doing my part is not dependent on you doing your part. That's contract. If I pay my money, money Vodacom gives me signal. If Vodacom doesn't give me signal, I don't pay them money. That's contract. But covenantal relationship is actually I'm committed to thick and thin in what God has for us. And whether that be marriage, which is this beautiful form of covenant, or whether it be in the life of a church in which we are covenanted in covenantal relationship with each other, it is a beautiful thing to see. When we, are when we are in covenant with each other and commitment, when we're committed to each other like this, it means that we are committed to everybody, not just to those that we're attracted to or those that are like us or those that are similar to us. Or in fact, even we're still committed to people that even we dislike or repel by. And, and this, is the, this is the church that Jesus is kind of trying to build. It's a covenantal relationship. And even if, I, if this group of people is not my kind of scene, but I'm still committed to that. I can pray for, I can participate with, I can be in fellowship with, even if I'm not in friendship with. I want to talk a bit about that just now as well. We never to limit ourselves, friends, in the church to a clique of people. Cliques in the church is just, a, a, just a, an unnatural outworking of a covenantal relationship with God. We never, we never form cliques. We, we, we're always open for more to join. We're always reaching out and making ourselves available to those that are not in. We can have preferences, and we do do that. But friends, favoritism, favoritism. We can have favorites, but favoritism is a sin. And so we can't, we can't live in a favoritism where we always move away from those that we don't specifically like or those that are not our favorites. And God doesn't think like that, and the church is not called to think like that. When we understand com a commitment that is not based on attraction, it's not based on whether you like me or whether you, whether you, whether you, um, whether you have the same interests as me and all those sorts of things. When we understand that, friends, we can play our, our role that we have to play is not based on the performance of others, but rather what God has called me to do. When we understand that playing our part is not dependent on others playing their part, as I said earlier about covenantal relationships. And just because members fail, and just because members fail me, it doesn't mean that community is not there. And these are some of the things that we've got to grow up in and allow God to do, because that's what it means to be added to God and added to his community. We stay committed to each other, this covenant versus contract. Covenantal is for life, until death do us part in marriage. We stay committed to each other, even if we disagree, friends. 
in which case we agree to disagree. Even if we disagree, we're still committed to each other. Even if we disappoint each other, we're still committed to each other. And I want to say to marriages out there, this is the very basis of marriage, of a good marriage. And we need to learn the difference between covenantal relationship and contractual relationship in marriage. Even when we sin against each other, friends, we are still committed to each other. We're still committed to each other. We can be corrected. We can be rebuked. We need to repent. We need to repent when we need to repent. And you put, and you put right, but you still stay committed to each other. Remember, my behavior is not dependent on their behavior. My behavior is dependent on what God has called me to do. And the kingdom of God that is called, I've called out, called to play my part in. So what other things? There's one more, but let me just recap quickly of what I believe it means to be added to God and his kingdom and his people and his church. Remember we said to be added means we counted as one of. We're not a list on it. We're not a name on a list. We're actually, it's like an organ or a limb of something that the body needs to function well. Um, when you added, you add too. It's not just about God adding you to something, but when you added to a community, you begin to add to that community in many different ways. To be added to a community or to be added to God means you are devoted. You devote yourself. You're not, you're not, you don't need somebody to tell you what to do all the time. We need to grow into a place where actually we carry the responsibility of these people around us and we devote ourselves to the king. We devote ourselves to the kingdom and we devote ourselves to what God is doing in the city. It also means to be committed. And in that we spoke about contract versus covenant. And lastly, I put it under this phrase called submitted. To be, to be added to a group of people means we've got to be submitted to one another. And this is what got me going on all the one another's. There are 59 occurrences of specific commands teaching us how and how not to relate to one another in the Bible. 59. I've got a whole list here. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I'll pick out one or two. You see, to submit ourselves, one of them is to submit ourselves to one another means to arrange ourselves under one another, to prefer others, to honor other, honor one another, to rejoice when others do well, and to pick those up that are doing badly and to bring, it, it's all part of being submitted to one another. But look, here's some other one another's. We've got to be members, we are members, Romans talks about, of one another. It means that if some, if, if I get, and I've used this illustration, which I think is a John Piper illustration, if you're walking at night and you, and we've, I think we've all done this. You're walking and you kick your little toe on the table as you're walking through the dark or kind of, you, you don't have to tell, you don't have to tell your hand to rush down and to hold the toe because your, the toe is, your members are one another. Your body's got members of one another. It's an, it's an instinctive reaction that when there's pain, you rush to the pain and you try to, you try to release the pain. It's we are members of one another. What about this one? We are to honor one another above ourselves. We're to value one another above ourselves. And we never let that value drop, even when behavior is bad. And the reason why we do that is because we are honorable people, not because they're acting honorably. And so we, this is, these are, these, when I say submitted to one another, this is what it means to be added to a group of people. What about this? To build one another up. What about accept one another? That is quite a thing. Accept one another. What about bear with one another? What about greet one another, serve one another, be patient with one another? What about that? That's quite a thing. Be patient with one another. We can get so frustrated and irritated, but 
Be patient with one another. There are so many one another's. What about some of the negative commands? Do not lie to one another. Be truthful with one another. This, friends, is what happens. This is the kind of community that Jesus is building, the kind of church that Jesus is building that we want to be added to and we want to be people to be added to. But when we talk about being added to, we're saying, actually what we're saying is we've got to submit to one another. We've got to live out the one another's of, of Scripture. To be added means you understand the difference between fellowship and friendship. Friendship is for people that have common interests. Friends are easy people to be with. But when you're in fellowship, what's common is the purpose. So fellowship has a common purpose, has a common, it's like they, when, you, when, you, it's when you own a possession, like in the, in the scriptures was their boat, they, they, they had a common interest in the boat and they had fellowship with one another. The boat that they owned, they used together. That was, there was common purpose. But with friendship, you have common interests. And when God adds you to a community, friends, we can fellowship with those that we don't know that well because we have a common purpose. And we have friendship, deep friendship with those that we do know well. And we continually expand our circles of friendship and fellowship and we allow them to cross over. We've got space and capacity for God to grow us in those in those things. This means, friends, finally, this means if God adds us, and I love this, what D, uh, D, um, Martin Lloyd-Jones says, he says this, if we understand these things, we have arguments and disagreements on our knees. Don't you love that? We have arguments and disagreements on our knees. So it means when God adds you to a community, when God adds you to, into relationship with himself and the kingdom and ourselves, actually what we do is when we have disagreements, we have them on our knees in humility. We can have strong opinions, friends. We can even have good opinions, but we're not called to be opinionated. Opinionated people cause, are more interested in being right than being understood or understanding. And so we're not called to do that. We are called to be a community of people that that love one another and submit to one another, even if we've got good and strong opinions, because people are more important than our opinions. And so we have space for people and we have patience with people. It means that we're careful how we live. In this group of people that God adds, it's we're careful with how we live. We, we live carefully, it says in Ephesians chapter 5. We live thoughtfully. We're careful with how we live because people are watching. We're careful with people because we represent the church. We represent God's people. And we live because we want to honor the king and we want to be good representatives of him. We're also, also thoughtful of how our actions impact others. So when you're in a community of people, it's not about you. And actually what I do has an effect on others. And so if I'm, if I'm going down a road of sin... It has an effect of those around me. If I'm, if I'm being selfish, it has an effect on those around me. And actually, we to be thoughtful of how our actions affect others in this community of people. We've got to be wise with how we act towards others. We've got to, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 also says we've got to use our opportunities. We were, at, we were staying at a, at, a, at, a, at a newly formed B&B wedding venue this weekend. And the guy came to me and said, hey, listen, Stan, please, you come and use this place. You know, especially during the week, it's not busy. Come and use this place. And I said, bro, I can't do that. It's, it's, I don't want to impose. He said, listen, don't worry. I will say no if it's not suitable to me. I said, cheap as that is incredibly generous. And he said this amazing thing to me. He said, what's the point of God giving me a boat if I don't share it? You know, Jesus was, they met in the boat. 
So that business was his boat. And he said, what's the point of me having that boat without sharing it with others? Friends, we use the opportunities that we have to bless others and to be generous to others and to help others. We're sensitive to others around us. We're sensitive to different cultures. We're sensitive to different economic groups. We're sensitive with how we act and how we respond because there's all sorts of people and we are called to love one another deeply. We are teachable. It means we stay a teachable people. It means that we're able to learn from everybody and anybody. No matter who they are, God can teach us. God can use a donkey to speak to us and we stay teachable. And lastly, we show genuine concern for one another. We take an interest in one another. It says this in Philippians, talking about Timothy. These are some of the things it means when God adds us, when God adds us to a community. It's not just this light moment of joining a club. It has huge ramifications in the kingdom. And when we start to build like this, friends, it becomes a group of people that are highly respected by those around us. Imagine being a church that is highly respected by Believers, non-believers, different people, people that don't understand, people that have got different beliefs from us, but yet we're highly respected by people. And they might not agree, but we're still highly respected. But yet God continues to add his people. God continues to save people and God continues to add people to our community. That's the kind of community that we want to be. We want to learn. Not, we, don't want to, we don't dare join this group. We want to be added to what God is doing in the city. And in this community. And friends, I hope that encourages you. And fortunately, when you, when you are preaching through a book like the book of Acts, and you come to these difficult ones, you've got to preach through it. And that's why we've got to just keep our, we've got to keep our focus, keep our, our, our eyes on the king, and keep our mind on what God is doing in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is coming in this time and is preparing us for an incredible moment after this time and, and during this time. But the God is, we're in a major preparation season now as a church worldwide. But friends, it means that actually you, we, you and I have got to be added to the community that, we, that we're in, not, not treat it like a club, not treat it like a common interest group, but actually treat it like the body of the King of Kings and allow God to do what he wants to do through this body and in this body in an amazing way. But bless you guys. It has been wonderful, wonderful to, to be studying these things and to be preaching and to be reminded of these things again. And my prayer is, for those that are on the periphery, and maybe you're watching this and you're not part of Glenridge Church, I want to encourage you to get involved in a local church. I want to involve you. to if, you if you know Jesus and you're not part of a local church, you're an unnatural phenomenon in the kingdom of God. And allow God to add you into a group of people that you can start to live out a, a covenantal relationship with. And you can start to be submitted to and do live out the one another's with. And friends, we never really tested until we we're in a community. You know what? God is, God's love is perfect. And God sees our mistakes and he's gracious. And, and when we mess up, we can say, God, we're so sorry. But living that out with people is a whole lot of difference. Because people get hurt. People get offended. We get hurt. We get offended. But actually, God's called us to live this thing out in a profound way by the Holy Spirit. In the love of God. And so I want to encourage you if, you, if you're sitting on the peripheries, to come in. Come and get connected and get joined in and allow God to do this thing. Friends, when there's a great sense of agreement and unity and people are pressing in and allowing God to do, use them in a profound way, we, we won't know what God is wanting to do with us. I think there's phenomenal things ahead of us. 
So Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And I pray that you would add people to, to Glenridge Church. I pray that you would save people, that you'd press people, that you'd bring people into relationship with you, and that, Father, you would build them into the spiritual house of Glenridge. And for those that are not part of this community or not looking into this community, I pray that you would press them into the local churches in their area or in their space, Lord, and that they would be fully function, functioning members of a body, Lord God, both being ministered to and being built up and building others up and ministering to others in your incredible name. Have a fantastic day and, uh, and a great week. Bless you guys.